People have no idea who they're dealing with, and the person they're dealing with is themselves. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, wait, can you sing the song you're singing? I don't want to. Because <laughs> that's what you're going to sing. That's like your song um, after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I think you are the human disposal. <laughs> they were singing, there ain't nothing left for no one. That's because there was a song I was listening to. Yeah, right. I way more needy. I hope so. I hope. <laughs> All right. So actually, this is a good segue into what our podcast is going to be on, right? Turkey? Turkey. Thanksgiving? <laughs> so guys, we, you know, this week being Thanksgiving week and all... Um, we're like, we want to share something. What what could we share with everyone? Um, and sometimes during the holidays, what happens during the holidays? Holidays are great, right, Tara? For the most part. Holidays are great, especially for me. You like them. I love them. You love them. Because <laughs> there ain't no fun. All right. So, um, but what also comes with the holidays? Family and work. Family. <laughs> and kids out of school. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, it's it's like the best time of year, and it's also, for some people, it's uh, depressing, it's hard. Stressful. Um, it's lonely. It can be the best of times, the worst times. Fighting, right? <laughs> um, probably more arguments happen around the holidays than more joy and cheer and more arguments and Gosh, this is a, sorrow. You are a downer. Holiday downer. <laughs> no. Humbug. <laughs> All right, you take over. Nope. Okay, so I'm a humbug, but you're not saying it. But no, you're not talking. That's a scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the holidays can be tricky. And being with family and working, hint, hint, <laughs> with family can be rather tricky. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so here's what we want to do this week. Um, at Flip Packing Live, Tara did an awesome, you know, she's being a bugger right now. She gave an what? awesome presentation. See what I deal with? <laughs> She gave an awesome presentation of working with about your spouse. This, about this <laughs> about very working topic. with your spouse. <laughs> Maybe we just disqualified ourselves. To... <laughs> we just totally disqualified ourselves. Anyway, it is she she did an amazing job. It was it was really cool. We got a lot of great feedback. And it's something that people don't usually talk about a lot. It's something that's huge. Working with family or not even family, just people can be tough. We, we are tough. We're all complicated. We're all difficult. Yes. We're all amazing. And it can be challenging. The truth is, I, I really do think Tara is amazing. And I think she thinks I'm okay as well. <laughs> but, I think you rock. But we still, we don't agree with everything on everything. And, and it's hard to work with people, right? It is. It's I so just got hard. mad at Justin for texting while we were trying to have a meeting. <laughs> and then and I was he like, was like, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. We were not trying to have a meeting. It was along the topic of what else we were doing. He was totally distracted. Slightly distracted. Dude, excuse me. You get big time. Excuse me. Who is the one who wants to go to the beach at 3.30? Listen, listen. Be nice. Hang out with a friend. Nobody wants to hear us fighting on the podcast. (laughs) Some people do. Some people might enjoy it. Well, they need to Because when you hear other other couples argue on the podcast, you might be like, oh, good. If they can be successful, I can be successful. They're normal. Oh. It's okay, Tara. We don't have to hide. Hey, if you guys want to see a really good video of Tara... Go to my no. Facebook page, and she she did like no. a hang, head, head banging, and I recorded it and posted yeah, it without my permission or I approval. I don't need. We're married. I don't need any permission oh, or approval. That's gonna come back to me. bite you in the booty, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're gonna challenge accepted. Without any further ado, <laughs> we give you the one and only. Tara Williams on learning how to communicate with your spouse <laughs> or business partner or anyone on your team. Take it away, Tara. Go get them. Um, obviously, Tara and I have a long history. Um, we've been through a lot together, lots of ups and downs. Uh, she's been with, with me from, with, with, she's been there with me from the beginning. Um, and you know, she wasn't like this crazy entrepreneurial weird brain, which I don't know where I got that from, by the way, that's a side note. I don't know where that came from, but she thought differently. You know, she went a normal route. She was a school teacher. Uh, and I think I was a little overwhelming for her. I think she was excited. I think she thought it was exciting when we were dating, uh, but she didn't know like it would keep going and how it would go and it'd go this way and that way and the other way. And, 
um, you know, through thick and thin, even though it hasn't always been easy, she's, she's hung in there, she's been there, um, and this would not be happening in so many ways if it wasn't for her. Uh, for those of you guys who know her story, she's been through a lot of personal things herself a few years ago, struggled with deep, like, crazy depression, uh, which for me before that time, I used to think if someone was depressed, and I know there's all different kinds, shapes, forms, but before I would think, oh, they just need to, like, be happy, you know, <laughs> right? Like, pick up, pick up, pick up, come on, suck it up, you're fine. But going through that and being with someone and living with someone who's going through that, it's, it's, it's scary. And it was hard. Um, but I've never seen anybody fight so hard and, and not give in to that. Um, and she's completely overcome it. And even, it's crazy, like we talked about you have to go down to go up sometimes. And that's like the epitome of, of what she did. I thought she was amazing before, but she has like springboarded from that. And I remember our, our, the first day that I went on that I brought my friends, Tara didn't say a word. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like this girl who's amazing that we have great conversation one-on-one, like did not say a word in front of my friends because she was terrified. And I don't know what my friends thought, but it's like, who's this girl who don't talk, you know? And it's just, it was, it was hard for her. So to see her now where she is coaching some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs. You know, we talked about Russell Brunson. She's Russell Brunson's personal. If you listen to his, his podcast, she, he mentions her all the time. Every Tuesday at 5.15, good thing I'm an early bird. Don't, I'm already awake, usually. 5.15, there, she's his, his personal development coach. And she's helped him, a lot of his staff, and a lot of other entrepreneurs, a lot of people in all walks of life, all parts of the world. And for me to, have, to see this and the journey that we've gone through together, and for those of you who listen to 8 Minute Million or sometimes I'll, I'll record her in some of her breakdown moments, right? That's been a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, I give you my amazing wife, Tara Williams. a good intro. If we were dating and I would have seen that, I would have been like, yes, I will marry you. So I'm going to talk about how to break through your business barriers. And a lot of times when you think about breaking through your business barriers, you think about business items, maybe hiring people, acquisitions, all kinds of different things. But what I found and was my journey in particular, breaking through your business barriers has a lot to do with breaking through you breaking through your personal barriers because you are the biggest asset or the biggest problem in your business. So when we talk about breaking through barriers, it has a lot more to do with breaking through your personal life because life is real. We have families, we have people, we have people in our lives, and it's the reason why we do what we do. Do you have a business to support your family or does your family support your business? And to be honest, working with people can be really hard. Has anybody found that? No? Yes. Working with people can be really hard, okay? I don't care if you work with employees. You may work with a friend. How many here have employees? Okay, so you get what I'm talking about, right? How many of you work with a friend? That makes it a little more exciting sometimes, right? How many of you work with a family member? Multiply that by like 100, right? I happen to work with a family member. An awesome one. Now, when we decided to start working together, I thought it was going to be a lot like this. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to be married. We're going to work together. It's going to be so fun. I was like, this is going to be like bliss. Marriage plus business equals bliss. But a lot of the times, to be honest, it was more like this. <laughs> it was rough. And you know, sometimes we tease about being married to the entrepreneur, but Justin has to be married to me. I mean, he talks about me being shy. I'm a shy girl. 
who came from a small town in Utah, who, like he said the first time I went and met his friends, I didn't say a single word. I would go to social situations and I'd leave and I'm like, I don't think I said any words whatsoever. It was hard. I came from wonderful parents, but they were teachers. And so I knew you go here to here to here, you go to college, I was a third grade teacher. Justin was gonna be a PE teacher. I like things structured. I like to know what's happening. I like to plan. As you can see, that's a little different than what Justin does. He's constantly moving, constantly going, constantly doing different things, and that rocked my world, big time. Part of me was so excited, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And part of me was like, what the heck, this is torture. It's a journey. So sometimes it was more like, poor guy having to deal with me, and sometimes it was like, have you guys ever tried to get an entrepreneur to clean the garage? <laughs> or anything to sign, do paperwork? I think Justin's garage stamina is like two boxes. I'm not talking like take the box and unload it. I'm talking like take the box and just move it in the garage. He can't do it. Like he literally falls apart. Thank heavens, he has a lot more amazing strengths that really work out, and, and it works out okay. But it can be tough, and it can be challenging. So people all the time are always asking us, like, how do you guys work together? How does it work for you? I get a lot of guys that come up to me, and they're like, oh, my wife is just like you. I need you to talk to my wife. And I'm like, call me. Call me anytime. I've been there, done that. So a lot of times, it's trying to figure out how do we work together? How do we make it happen so that we still like each other? Because we've been married for 13 years. We've been together every single day, basically, all during that time. And we still like each other. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I kind of like him. Now, you've got to keep in mind, those of you out there, so let's get a raise of hand. How many of you are like the idea person? You got the ideas, you're super excited, and you're going home, and you're telling your wife or your friend or your neighbor, and you're like, ah, I'm going to take over the world. Okay, so you got that person. Now, who's the other person that supports them? I love it. Okay, good. So when you have all these ideas and you're excited, and like Justin does, you know, we've talked about this before, but we wake up in the morning and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my stuff and do my prayers, my scripture study, go on my run. And Justin wakes up and he's like, he's hyper, you know? And I'm in the, like, sometimes I hear him and I'm laying in bed and I'm like, I think he's, I think he's awake. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to pretend like I'm asleep. Yep, I'm asleep. Because I know as soon as I open my eyes, he's like, hey, this is what we got to do. And here's my idea for the day. And I'm like, so I'll pretend like I'm asleep in bed, like, and then he'll sneak out because he knows he's not supposed to wake me up. He's learned that lesson. It doesn't go over well. <laughs> and he leaves the door, and the door shuts, and I'm like, okay, whew, I'm all right. <laughs> so we work differently. So when he would come to me with all these different ideas and things that he wanted to do, I got really excited. But it triggered my stuff big time. It was scary for me because when he said, hey, let's go make a million dollars in this business and do our own thing and I'm not going to go to college. I have a semester less. I'm going to quit. Let's start a business. I was like, okay, okay, all right. But this is, what these, this is what you're putting on the line when you tell that person who may not be like you and has all these ideas and wants to go do all kinds of crazy things. This is what you're hitting on them. This is, these are the pain points you're hitting for them. You're going to hit their security. Who here thinks security is important? I'm one of those people. I like security. I grew up without security, so it's a pain point of mine. M financial things, money, was one of the biggest, scariest things of my growing up. I have strong memories of getting phone calls from collectors saying, you can't pay the bills, or all kinds of different things. So what did I get put in charge of first in our business? The accounting. Why not, right? So when you talk about these ideas, you're hitting fears on security. Can I take care of my family? Can I keep my house? Can I pay the bills? That triggers things sometimes. You're going to hit on their identity. Well, what if it doesn't work out? What if he fails? What if he quits his job? What if he doesn't go to college? My parents have been talking about college. My grandma's not going to think he's okay. He didn't go to college. Are they going to accept him? All these things get triggered. Now, if you think security and identity are a small thing, that they're not a big deal, Oh, man, those two things right there keep me very busy. When the market crashed a while ago, 
and people lost their houses and they lost their cars and they lost a lot of things. The interesting thing was is that they could still, they still ended up living in a home. They still usually had a car and they still usually had food and they were, they were okay. But a lot of people took their own lives because of security and mostly identity. Our identity is tough. We get very connected to it. So as an entrepreneur, you have to get used to constantly re-identifying yourself, constantly letting that change, growing, pushing, pushing past your limits. And if you're stuck in identity and you're letting other people tell you what that is, it's going to be tough. So security and identity, those are tough ones. Another thing this person that you might be talking to and sharing your ideas with is that they're also going to put their family on the line because there's going to be a little bit of a sacrifice there. Maybe when you're just starting out, how are you going to pay the bills? How are you going to figure out how to do it? How are you going to move forward? Also, you're going to be a little more busy. You're going to have more of a, a capacity to do different things. You're going to have more things on your plate, so you might have to take a little bit more. So your family's on the line. And then not only that is they have to sacrifice you a little bit because you're distracted and you're thinking about all kinds of different things. And so when you have all these amazing ideas and they're wonderful and great, Sometimes for the other person, they might be going, this is crazy, this is so hard. You're hitting me at security, identity. This is, involves our family. This involves our relationship. And it can get really interesting sometimes. So you might be hitting them in all these different areas. And that might be why sometimes when you have this awesome idea and you go to them, they might give you kind of a little bit of a pushback because you're triggering some of those. And the truth is life gets real, real fast. So you have ideas, and you have all these wonderful things you want to do, and then you start to have kids, and you've got bills, and you've got a lot of different things going on. So this is a picture of Justin and I and our three kids. That's our youngest. I just barely had him, and I look really excited, right? <laughs> yeah. We were a little stressed out. Right before we were having him, I was on the internet going, oh my gosh, we can't pay our bills and doing all these different things. How are we going to make this happen? How's this going to work for us? And it was tough. And it was hard to pay our bills, and it was hard to do the different things, and this was right when things were about to really turn around for us. The hardest thing was is that in our relationship, Justin and I were really struggling. We were really having a hard time because we were struggling to take care of the family. We were doing different things in the business that were taking over some of our personal time, and we were having a hard time, having a hard time connecting. He was obsessed. <laughs> and so every point of contact I had with him throughout the day was about business. And so it was like, hey, good morning. Hey, I was thinking this. I had this idea. I'm like, okay. Hey, you want some lunch? Oh, okay. Hey, the kids are home. I'm like, man, every time I talk to this guy, it's like business. I'm like, where are you at? Where are you at, buddy? So he was obsessed. I realize the obsession is needed sometimes, and it's good. So we're going to talk about all the good things about entrepreneurs, too. So don't feel too bad. You guys are awesome, and I'm grateful for you. But sometimes, if there's not balance, there could be a challenge. Also, it was all we, or he, would talk about, and so there wasn't a lot of other conversation going on. And so I'd avoid Justin, and I was always annoyed with him because it was the only thing we ever talked about. So I was always kind of like, oh, there he is, and kind of, you know, letting him do his thing because I wasn't getting the things I needed. And to be honest, I didn't consciously tell him this, but I was so jealous sometimes of his business. I was like, oh, he put so much time and energy into that thing, like, and I wasn't getting it. So sometimes we'd go to family parties and he'd hang out with his brothers and I'd be like, oh, no, he's going to come home with another business idea because... His brothers get together, and they get all, like, macho, and they're like, oh, yeah, man, oh, okay. I'm like, dang it. We're going to have another business idea, and then we're going to be working with another family member. Here we go. <laughs> so I was always bracing myself for the family parties and getting ready for things like that. And then he was really busy, so he couldn't help me around the house a whole lot. And so I had an extra load to carry, and I was also working in the business, and then he was super busy and maxed when we were starting things out and really getting really getting things going. So I was, wasn't getting a lot of help. And then I was also tired of the look. Do you guys know that look? Where you're talking to them, and they're looking at you, but they're not really there. <laughs> or you're at dinner with the family, and you're talking to the kids, 
and the hubby's looking off in the distance and you're like, yeah, that's the look. I saw that look all the time. But even with all these different things and all the hard work that we were doing and on all the different things that we were involved in, I just couldn't find it in me to kill his dream. There were so many times, because for me it was hard, it was scary. But I believed in him just enough, and I kept helping just enough to think, you know, I, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't go to him and be like, you know what, Justin, this has been hard, this has been stressful these last couple years. Like, maybe, we, you know, we have this running joke of like, you should just go to Costco and get a job. <laughs> just go work at Costco, man. This is tough, this is intense, this is stressful. But I just couldn't do it, because I just knew if I took that away from him because of my fears, then I would be limiting my husband. And I never, ever wanted to be that person to, to kill my husband's dreams. So even though it might have been a sacrifice for some of my comfort temporarily, thank heavens, I knew how passionate and excited he was, and I just couldn't, I couldn't do that. And the truth is, I didn't really marry my husband for his business. So when we got married, and I was standing in the field there, <laughs> I wasn't thinking to myself, oh man, the return on the investment <laughs> for this cake that we got is really good. Like, I got a chocolate tower, and it cost this, and all these presents I got, that's a really good return. This is pretty sweet. I can't wait till we leave this party, and we can like, go comp some properties. Yeah! <laughs> I didn't really marry my husband for that. I loved his passion and his desire. I love that he was a go-getter, and I love that he pushed me past my comfort zone. Always. He's always done that for me. To be honest, I married my husband for his brain. I mean, his brain. <laughs> he's, he's an awesome hubby. But we were struggling. So for a while, I just kind of put up with it. Like, I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, when he's getting excited, I don't want to tell him. I, I was always a silent, suffering silent kind of girl. I didn't really complain a lot. I was always pretty tough. But over a period of time, I started to, we started to suffer. I wasn't expressing what I needed. He wasn't getting what he was needing. You know what I'm saying? And we were struggling. So, <laughs> so we had to make some rules. So for those of you who are entrepreneurs in the room, here are some tips for you guys. And then here are some tips for those of us who live or work with entrepreneurs, how to make that work. Now, I know not all of you are married. You may be working with just people that you know, strangers, friends, family members, but a lot of these tips can work for anybody that you know that is entrepreneurial and awesome. So keep in mind, sometimes you have to turn it off. So there was a point in our marriage where we had to make hard and fast rules as to when we can talk about business because our marriage was turning into a business relationship, and that wasn't very fun for me or him. Oh, that's good to hear. Okay. <laughs> so we had to turn it off sometimes. So it was like, okay, when we're awake in the mornings and the kids are getting ready for school, you can't talk about business. Because I would be there getting ready, all the kids ready for school, and I'm making their lunches, and I'm doing everything, and Justin's over here in the kitchen talking to me the whole time, and the kids are talking to me at the same time, and I'm like, ha! Ah! I gotta help the kids, we, we gotta have times where we just are family. So we wake up in the morning, we get ready, we're talking to the kids, we're getting everything going. We can't talk about business, okay? Then we had a certain time. I can't remember what it was. Was it six o'clock or something? 6 p.m., he couldn't talk about business. Holy cow, that was fun to watch. <laughs> it would hit six o'clock, and it was so funny to watch his brain and his body be like, oh. He would look at me like, what do I, what do I do, what do I say? And it was so funny because he would talk about not talking about business. He'd be like, man, this is really hard. I don't want to talk about business because if I talk about business, I'm going to talk about this and this and also we're talking about business. And I'm like, wait a second. You're working the system, buddy. So we had to have hard and fast rules. Over time, it's gotten to where it's a lot easier because we've learned to kind of meet more in the middle and we've gotten interests that are a little more similar and we also are better at our boundaries. But you've got to turn it off sometimes because other people have other interests. Right? I said that at the seven-figure group this week, and they looked at me like, what? <laughs> like, nothing. It was like crickets. They were like, no, no, they don't. <laughs> you guys are crazy. So we would go to family parties, and 
Justin would always leave and go, I can't believe like your brother or this person didn't really care what I was talking about. And I was like, well, not, not everybody likes to talk about business all the time. Or his sister would be like, does he talk about this stuff all the time? And I was like, yeah, he does. And so really it was surprising to him that they wouldn't want to talk about all these different things. So it was, I, we had to work on that. You got to turn it off sometimes, okay? Another thing, if you're really excited and you've got all these things going and you've you got this capacity and you're learning and you're growing and the other person is struggling, that relationship is struggling, find their pain points. Why are they struggling? What's the hard part? Why are they frustrated with you right now? Is it communication? Do they have certain needs? What are their needs? What are your needs? I work with some people who do very well in their businesses. So their husband could buy them whatever they want. They can give them whatever help they need. But their pain points are very similar than anybody else, no matter what your price point is. So I was working with a couple, and they were really struggling. And she was like, I'm, so, I'm frustrated with this, and I'm frustrated with this. And so we addressed what he needed. And then her, all she needed was to have him come help her with the garage and to clean, do some yard work on Saturday. Like, that was her dream, growing up, working with her hubby around the house, and then working together as a team. And he was like, oh, okay, I could do that. But they never talked about it. So if you have someone who's frustrated with you and, or you're feeling disconnected, because that disconnect can happen fast. Two, three days you can be disconnected. A conversation, a misinterpretation of a conversation can really disconnect a relationship. It can happen pretty easily, pretty quickly. So you gotta communicate. You gotta say, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Where are your pain points? How can I help you? Because you have needs. You both have needs and you're both different. What's your pain point? What do you need me to do? What can I do for you? Find, these, find those pain points, okay? When you get to the pain point, I pretty much guarantee they're gonna give you a pain point that's about surface level. Well, like you're not taking out the trash. That's not really the pain point. So you gotta kinda of dig a little deeper. Well, why do you need me to take out the trash? Besides the obvious, because of this. Well, why? Because of this. Go down till you feel like you've really gotten the thing. And it's usually where they start crying. That's usually about it. So, <laughs> boy or girl, okay? So dig into those pain points. Because we really, have these relationships because we want to connect. Relationships are important, we want to connect. We want to know what's going on with them. We want to have a point of connection. And so that might be this way for you and that might be this way for somebody else. And so you've got to figure out how each other works. So find their pain points. Figure out how you can address those. When our pain points are met, there's a lot of freedom. So when I have the things I need, Justin can do whatever and start whatever business he wants. And I'm like, oh, that's great, you go for it, buddy. When he has his pain points met, I can go do whatever I want, I'm free, there's freedom. Now there's limits, obviously, but there's a lot more freedom. Also remember, the business supports the family. Sometimes it's hard and it gets a little flopped. The business and the family and the things go on and remember the business is always there to support the family. That's the goal. And we can support the family in a variety of ways. We can teach them how we're learning and how we're growing and I talk to my kids and say, I was just barely talking to him right now, and I said, I'm going to go talk on stage. Like, you remember when mom was really scared? And what a great opportunity to show your kids, hey, you can overcome your fears. Hey, you can do this. To let them see you struggle. Our kids have never come to anything that we've ever done in a large group, and they're coming tonight, and they'll be here tomorrow. And I'm really excited for them to see what we do, because they've been a big part of it, and they make sacrifices for their parents. They've heard a lot of conversations in the car. <laughs> Poor kids. Every time we drive, we have family in Utah, so we make these long drives to Utah, and the whole time they're like, listen to Justin and I make all these business plans, talk about things, and I slide about things. So they've learned a lot. <laughs> the business supports the family. There's a quote um, by a guy named David O. McKay, and he says, no success can compensate for failure in the home. I love that quote. Yeah. So family's important. And it's tough balancing all those different things, but so worth it. So here's some more tips, some quick ones, okay? Tips for living with an entrepreneur. Be intentional. These things are not just going to happen. You have to be intentional. You got to make plans. You got to put it in your calendar. Just like you put time and energy into growing your business, you got to put time and energy into growing your family, your relationship, all these different things. 
I don't know about you guys, but when Justin and I are not in a good place, who cares about our business? We're like, who cares about that? What's the point? We're not happy. So when we're happy, we're doing well, our business does a lot better as well. Okay? Remember, other people might have other interests. Find out if your spouse is frustrated with you or your friend or your neighbor, whoever it is, find out what their interests are. Sometimes when you're trying to make the transition from, I just talked to someone on the phone, I'm going to, you know, they're going to lend me $2 million, and you're in this intense conversation and going, can I, whoa, that's a heavy duty, and how do you transition from that to all of a sudden it's the end of the workday, and then now you're home with kids and you're making spaghetti? How do you make that transition? It's tricky, right? One of the ways we found are there are a few things I know that if I talk about, I can get Justin's attention. So sometimes when I can see he's got the look and I'm like, okay, I know he's having a hard time and I know he really wants to be here with the family, but he's, got, he's carrying a load. How can I help him kind of make that transition? So I'll sit there sometimes and I'm like, no, no, okay. So I start talking about something and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, he's with us here. And then you can do the same with the other person. Okay, what are their interests? What wakes them up? What makes them feel alive when you talk about it? And that will kind of help ease that connection and that transition a bit. <laughs> you figured it was clean. Um, these are the things, uh, they're very specific to the person. These are the things Justin knows I will talk about. <laughs> if he asks me, I love to study the scriptures. If he asks me about scriptures, he knows he's got my attention right away. So, Tara, what do you think about that story in the Bible? And I'm like, oh, what? I'll talk about those. I love to talk about exercise. I love to talk about friends. Um, I like to talk about kids. I like all kinds of different things like that. But scriptures is probably his best leeway. Yeah. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> uh, there's two. We talked about it in seven figure. I'll leave that to you. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy to get his. I can just put my hand on his shoulder, and then like, there he is. Okay. You just touch him, and then he's like, oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> so find, find their language. What's the language they speak? And that works well for him. Does that help? Okay. I just want to know what the other one was. He likes me a lot. There you go. Okay. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Okay, weekly date night. That's a big one. It's amazing. Like, you would think you'd spend all day with each other, and then just to get in the car and go to a restaurant would be the same. It's not. There's a totally different vibe. Like, you feel it. You're on a date, and you're like, oh, this guy's, hey, you're pretty awesome. We're having a conversation that's not about these things. And then you're flirting, and then it's great. So a date night is huge. Take a day off. So part of church that we believe is that we have Sunday as a Sabbath day, which means you put your focus and attention into something else. That's huge, huge. And a lot of you might be thinking, like, that's a whole day you're giving up. My business is going to struggle. It has always blessed our lives. And it gives my brain the opportunity just to recharge and focus on other things in the family and and the different things that we do. So that's huge. Get some space. Sometimes that might mean office space. That can be a great blessing in a marriage. A little office space can do some wonders. Or sometimes that means get your own space. I like my own space. I recharge alone. Justin recharges around other people. Justin has a lot of ideas, so I like to be alone because whenever he comes around, he's got more stuff for me to do. And I'm like, dang it. He's got another idea. Go over here. I'm working. So sometimes you just need space or time to focus or to do the things that you're doing, okay? Create space for your family and your relationship. If you're working all day long, all night, Where's the space for you guys? So since we've had our kids, our goal has always been to have the kids in bed by like 7.30 or 8. We've been really good at that. That allows us to actually have time to be together. No kids, just our time every night. That's been really nice. So we have space to actually have a relationship. Be ready to adjust all the time. So if you're working together and you have kids, the kids are constantly moving and adjusting. So when I had brand new kids and they were taking naps, I was working. And then when they went to school, it was, how do I hustle this? And how do we handle sports? And how do we do all these different things? So you've got to be willing to move. So every new school year, it changes. What time do I get up? 
When do I work out? When am I working? When am I studying? When am I taking my kids to all these different things? So you're adjusting all the time, which is kind of fun and exciting, right? Who wants the same thing every day? And keep in mind, you both have real needs. So do like a weekly inventory. How are we doing? What do we need to work on? Find multiple ways each day to connect each other that doesn't have to do with the kids or business. So if all your points of contact with each other is about the business, your business might be doing well, but your relationship, I imagine, is probably going to struggle. Find other ways to connect. You know, maybe just a hug. Maybe, hey, check this out. Maybe a joke. There's so many different ways to just have a nice little two-second moment and then get back to what you're doing. So that at the end of the day, when you're trying to reconnect with each other, it's not like bouncing off each other. You've had little moments throughout the day to, hey, send a text or a call or all these different ways to kind of warm that person up to spending time with you. Does that make sense? One thing, too, is to keep in mind, a lot of times the opposites attract a bit, right? So Justin's always pushing things out, and I'm always helping remind him, like, we can't do all of that right now. And let's focus on these things. You know, he might get lost in the elevator <laughs> on the way to his room, but I probably wouldn't even be in the elevator. Let's be honest. I wouldn't be here. I would not be here right now if it wasn't for Justin. He talks about these times where I went, um, I was struggling and anxious and depressed, and it was really, it was really hard and really intense. But he was there for me through that whole thing. And there were things about me that I hadn't told him that I'd struggled with. I'd struggled with depression. I denied it for a long time. I was afraid to let him know about it because I didn't think he would like that or be attracted to that. Or he'd be like, oh my gosh, my wife's a mess. Like, what, what did I do? What did I marry? And so I hid it from him. But when everything came crashing down and he got to see all of it, he loved me even more during that whole thing. That was the best thing that ever happened to our marriage. Because I have all these memories of just like him taking me for rides in the car. What do you need, Tara? Every morning I would wake up, how you doing? How do you feel? How you, how you doing? And he had to work still. He had to work. And so he would ask me, how you doing? What do you need? Where can I, where can I take you? It's going to be all right. You're doing better. Remember, no, last week you were like this, and you've done this. Remember, it goes like this. Like his positive mindset and the way he works was huge, huge for me in that. So he pushes me. We travel, and I'm like, yeah, let's go over here where we have space. And he's like, no, let's go in the front. Let's move over here. And that's huge. I also help him make sure everything happens and it stays together, and he's a lot more calm. You may notice when I'm with him at these events. So we complement each other. Our weaknesses are some of our biggest strengths, and some of our strengths are also our biggest weaknesses. They're kind of tied together, but we really help each other. And then also, if your wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend or your family is not into business, good for you. You might have more balance. Sometimes you have someone who's in your life and you're trying to force them to like be on the same page as you and to do the same thing as you. If they're not, that is okay. You might have more balance because they might help you to kind of create your space over here of here's separation, here's family, here's how we have it all, okay? So in our relationship, Justin really drives the business and I really drive family. So I kind of am like the one over here going, this is what we need here, he's over here, and then we just kind of meet in the middle and overlap. And so with those two areas both pushing and going, we get to have both. And that really is what we love because we both love those different areas, okay? Another one, one more thing is appreciation is huge. This right here is something I made Justin. A while ago, we weren't doing, when we weren't doing so well, he was like, you know, as, as business owners and you're starting to do your own thing, you're bold. You're stepping out there going, I'm going to own my own business. I'm going to forge my own way. And sometimes it's, it's intense at first and big. And so he would go, and he'd work hard, and he'd come home, and he was a little checked out, and so I was carrying more of a load, too, and I was working as well, and so I felt like he wasn't appreciating me, and he felt like I wasn't appreciating him, and one day he was like, I just don't feel like you appreciate me, Tara. And I was like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I feel like you don't appreciate me, buddy. And so he was like, I just need you to write down what you appreciate about me. And I was like, oh, that's so annoying. Oh. I was like, oh. he's like, the girl in the relationship. I'm like, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not going to do it. 
I, now you can see why it might be hard to work with me sometimes. <laughs> Have you ever tried to tell your wife what to do every day? Whew, feel bad for the guy. So he's like, just go write it down. I just need to write down what you appreciate about me. And I was like, fine, but I'm not going to write anything really special. I'm just going to write whatever. <laughs> and he was like, I don't care. Just go write it. And I was like, fine. So I go in the kitchen, and I start writing. And I was like, oh, he takes out the trash, and he's fine. And then I was like, oh. holy cow. It was huge. I started crying, and then I wrote this thing. And I was like, this guy is like my everything. He is so important to me. Like, I had no idea how much he supported me and how intertwined our lives were and how important appreciation was. <laughs> so appreciation can go both ways. So then we got a little smart, smarter in the way that we talked about things. Because we used to just talk to each other about what we were frustrated about. You know, like you're living with someone and there's usually a little something that kind of bothers you. And that's usually the only thing you really talk about. Oh, I'm frustrated because you're doing this. I'm frustrated because you're doing this. That's all you hear. So you think that's all they think about. So we learned somewhere, I don't remember where, that you should always start with appreciation first. So we were like, okay, let's try that out. Let's do that. So we would have these weekly meetings where we'd talk or we'd go on a run and we'd say all these things we appreciate about each other. What was amazing is that you have to look for those things. So throughout the week, it's like, oh, dang, it's almost Tuesday. Uh, what did he do? And you're making a mental list, and then you go to this meeting that you kind of have with each other or spend time together, and it's like, I appreciate you for this or this or this. Holy cow, it's so powerful. And so by the time it was like, I appreciate you for these things, he appreciates me for these things, we were like, oh, this is so great. And then it would be like, oh, but there's this little thing that kind of bothers me. And you're like, no problem. I'll fix that. You, you saw all this throughout the week? You got it. I can work on that. But if we started with that thing first, it was, oh, you're not doing this, and I'm not doing this, and it wasn't good. So appreciation is huge. That's one of the things he can do to get my attention. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working on the computer, and I'm like, oh, man, I got a lot to do. And I, I have a battery that kind of goes, Aah. he can just go, 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 go. But I, I'm fast, I'm efficient, I just kind of like, Ch -ch 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 -ch, and then I'm done. I want to be done, and I want to do other things. So when he sees the battery running out, he's gotten very smart over the years, he'll, he'll come and be like, oh, I sure appreciate you for doing that thing and this, this. And I'm like, oh, I'll work longer. <laughs> so it works out really well. And it means a ton. Like, you would think it wouldn't really matter. And I even know what he's doing, but I don't even care. I'm like, you're awesome. <laughs> so appreciation is huge. Huge for friends and family members, people you work with. It's, it's important. And remember, you're on the same team. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we're at odds with each other, but you are on the same team. This is a Halloween costume that we had, that our kids had. You're on the same team, you're working together, and you can build something really neat together. It's fun. It's fun to have the person that you work with, the person that you're going to be with for a long time. And I never would have guessed that we would be in this situation. These were not the things I planned on, the things I imagined. And so I'm grateful for Justin's gusto to, to push me into those different things. So one last thing. What I've noticed with working with other people, being married to an entrepreneur, doing things on my own, having my own business as well, I get it now. One of the biggest struggles that I hear and work with and see is the ability to be present. It is hard. You guys do amazing things. You have larger capacities than most people. We tease about going and getting a job at Costco because the job ends at five. You don't have to keep thinking about it. I mean, not everybody, but the one we are talking about where you're boxing up people's food, that, I don't think that takes up too much after hours work. You guys are stretching and going and doing and you're working with people and you're managing things and you're managing money and that takes a large capacity. It's incredible the life lessons that you'll learn just from that journey. When I started to work with people and started to do personal development coaching, people would say, talk to friends and family, like, how do you know that? How did you work with that? I was like, oh, I learned that in the business. I learned that in the business. There are so many life lessons that you can learn through pushing through your personal roadblocks in business that apply to every aspect of your life. Everything. There are so many amazing life lessons if you're willing to push 
through your barriers in your business. It's powerful. It's motivating. People will see the power that you've gotten within you as you work through those hard things. It's an incredible journey. It's interesting because when you first start out, you're telling your family and friends what you're doing, and they're like, yeah, that's awesome. And then you kind of go through and you struggle, and they're like, oh, I told them they shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. And then all of a sudden, you start doing pretty good, and then you have some success. And then those people who were like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that, they're like, so how'd, you, how'd that work for you guys? How'd that, huh, what's going on? Let people watch you start. Let people watch you struggle. Let them watch you succeed. You don't have to force anything down anybody's throat. You don't have to convert them to anything that you're doing. You just get to go do it. You get to hustle. You get to figure it out, and you just go let people watch you go. And then they'll be interested in what you're doing. Then they'll want to know. So as entrepreneurs, the biggest thing, number one thing, is learning how to be present. And it's all of these different little things of finding balance of how do I keep my family relationships going? How do I have a relationship if you're single? How do I balance my time? How do I have enough energy at the end of the day to still have some for my family or my relationships? You know how it is sometimes. You use all your energy and you come home and what do you want to do? Netflix, right? Because that's all you've got. How do you manage your time and energy so that when you come home, you got some for your family? You got some for your kids? How do you do that? It's all about remembering what's, what's your purpose? Why are you doing this? Does the family support the business or does the business support the family? And then managing your time, letting go of your fears and moving past your, your different things. So um, we just have two minutes. Do you want me to end there? You can go a little longer. Okay. <laughs> if anybody course, has any questions, you <laughs> if you need me to talk to your wife or your husband, if they need therapy on how to become less... Um, what's the nice word? Stressed. Good word. Then let me know. But if you guys have any questions, I work with people all the time and helping them get through their roadblocks or working with their spouses or anything. Um, we just have a couple minutes, but any questions? I know you didn't want to get your wife or your husband in trouble, so I, I get that. Uh-huh. Sherry has a mic right there, right here. Leon. Thank you. I, I've heard you on the many podcasts and the, but I'm actually not 100% sure what your business is I mean it, it's not what? just counseling it's not counseling yeah. there's like more to it but I yeah. I mean I couldn't tell anyone yeah. what it is so <laughs> other than talking Thank to you. my wife which is you know really good but yeah. I, 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 I'm looking for a bit more so. yeah so I basically I work with different people and a lot of our problems might be general and very similar but the way in which you're struggling with that problem is very specific to you. So if you're going, I'm having a hard time raising capital, then I go in and go, well, why, why is that for you? Because it's very specific. So we all have certain things that have happened to us that, and beliefs that we function on that are very debilitating sometimes. Sometimes they're incredibly powerful. So we go in there, and I do some energy work, some uh, mindset coaching, um, some all kinds things but just more of a conversation of where are you at what's going on with you what's happening what are your beliefs and you'd be amazed at I mean we live in the information age where we know exactly what to do like we can tell you right now exactly how to flip a house but why are you not why is that not happening where are your pain points what are you afraid of what's your belief system if you believe I'm not worthy of other people's time or love or attention and you have someone right here who says, I am worthy of someone's time, love, and attention, the way they function in this world is going to be completely different. So a simple belief system like that would be life-altering. So I go in there and work through, where are your pain points? What do you believe about yourself, your purpose, what you're doing? And then we break things down, because everybody's order of healing is different. And how do I move past that? So in a nutshell... That kind of explains it. <coughs> so, it's all good. I don't <laughs> love you, Justin. <laughs> it's the first time for everything. I thought I'd hug my wife after this. But yeah. I was waiting for that sound effect all week. Um, so, knowing all those things that you just said, you've got 600 real estate investors in the room. 
What do you see as the consistent, like the number one thing that keeps people from taking action, knowing all the information that's just been given this week? Why don't people take action? Because people have no idea who they're dealing with, and the person they're dealing with is themselves, and they do not realize their ability to do the things that they know that they can do because they believe things about themselves that are so inaccurate. So I will work with people, and in a couple minutes they'll be like, Tara, I really want to do this thing, but I'm always this way, and I'm this way, and oh, it's so dumb, like, I don't know why I do this, and it's like, they've told me 10 things they believe about themselves that are debilitating within the first couple minutes. So there's usually a very non-obvious belief about themselves that is causing them to be paralyzed as to moving forward. And it's amazing what those little things are. So they might be saying, I really want to do this surface level thing. So people always come to me and they have a surface level problem. I don't really like my job. But with what I do, we get down to what's really going on underneath. Because we talk about our surface level problems, but really what's going on underneath is different for every single person. And it usually has to do with fear of who you are. We don't understand who we are, and we don't understand the things that we can do. So me going through that journey myself, realizing that fear was my the most thing, was the problem. And so it's all about moving forward in your life, triggering those fears, and then addressing those, replacing those with truth about who you are and your purpose and moving forward. Now, I know that sounds cliche and it sounds obvious, but it's not. So, you know, if we had time, we'd bring someone up. But if you have someone that's stuck and you break down all their different fears and the things that they're going on, it's amazing how a simple belief can cause someone to stay stuck where they are because they don't believe something usually about themselves because they don't really see who they are. So helping someone see really who they are is everything. We start with the person first. And it hits all the different branches of what they do. So the more you know yourself, the harder things you do, and the more you stick with it, the more you prove to yourself, that's who I am. The harder it is, and the more you figure out about yourself, and the more you overcome, the more you prove to yourself who you truly are. A lot of times people hit hard things. And they say stuck, and they go, I've hit this really hard thing, I'm broken, I'm stuck. That's the, one of the biggest things, I'm broken and I'm stuck. Something's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? I'm broken and I'm stuck. You are never broken and you're never stuck. So what is not quite working? Where are my options and how do I move forward? And there are simple, powerful ways to do that. So, fear. All right, any other questions? This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.